time with a man. You're now experiencing listening to the monthly at Winifred's. Here's a folio. Here's a Kindle. Yay. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yay. We're back. Back for another month. Back for another month. Yep. Did you miss us? <laughs> I hope you did. Yeah. Hope so. Hope you all are enjoying our little show. Yeah. Because we sh- certainly are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Another month has gone past. We are approaching April mm-hmm. already in 2021. I cannot believe it. We're it, already a quarter of the way through a quarter, a year. Yeah. Quarter of the way through a bloody year. It's quarter time. Um, <laughs> in Getting 20- in those footy references. Yeah. Yeah. Well, footy season is back. So, you know, not that I'm an avid follower, but, you know, mm. I just thought I'd make a little... <laughs> It makes for a good Aussie reference. It does. It does. Yes, because not many other sports apart from basketball. Like, basketball and netball, I think, have like quarters and yeah. stuff. Most most have halves mm. or thirds or yeah. if you're in a baseball it's innings and it's just messed up. And if it's um, hockey, it's periods. Yeah, periods. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so this is the sporting podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Fulia, yeah. how was your march? Uh, my march has been all right. Yeah? Um, it had a few things going on this month, which mm-hmm. has been pretty good. Um, managed to go and see Raya and the Last Dragon mm-hmm. with you, of Hell course. yes, yes. That yes. was a really good film. We had a lovely time at the movies and it was a very good movie. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yes, me too. Um, and then I then had a table read to go to as Ooh. well for a certain Fringe Festival thing that I'll be doing. That's exciting. At the Towards the end of the year. Yes. More details on that soon, soon. hopefully. Watch this space. Yes. Uh, and then, yeah, just been doing the regular streams, been uploading my videos, um, went out to dinner with my best friends, yeah, um, for our postponed Valentine's Day or Valentine's Day. Oh, Valentine's, hello. Yeah, because the week that we were going to go out and have dinner, we could not because of the lockdown last month for the week. Yeah, yeah. So we had to postpone it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for a five-day lockdown right on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> but we managed to catch up and went to a really lovely Asian restaurant oh, good. Uh, in Mooney Ponds. Yum. And nice. Love Mooney Ponds. Oh, my goodness. The food was so good. So good. Very delicious. Oof. We nice. had dinner and dessert. Oh, hello. <laughs> it was a big night. Oh, yeah. We had food babies by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. That, that's how much we ate. Um, <laughs> but it was enjoyable. And that was the main thing. Good. And it was good to catch up with them anyway. Yeah, good. Uh, and then, yeah, and then that same week uh, went out to a, a a birthday party, which was also postponed from the last <laughs> month. <laughs> oh, no. I uh, went out for dinner uh, again in Mooney Ponds, but at a different place. Uh, I think it was Deluxe Bar uh, in Mooney Ponds on Mount Alexander Road, for mm-hmm. those of you who would like to go visit it. Um, it's more of a nightclub, but we went up to the rooftop garden, a rooftop bar, I should say, um, to have, to have the dinner. Uh, I had pizza, Ooh. which is really good. Yes. Um, and, and, and a cider as well. Nice. Yeah, thought I'd treat myself. Yeah, why not? Uh, and then from there we went over to another spot that was in walking distance. So it was like about, a, not even a 10 minute walk away, um, where we had dessert and more drinks or tea and coffee. 
um, and it was absolutely delicious. It was very classy. This particular bar was a very classy bar. Okay. Um, Well, it's more of it's a restaurant bar, but when you walk in, you see this really elaborate bar, and it just looks so pretty. Yeah, that's nice. Mooney Ponds, hey? Well, that's where Marie lives. Yeah. (laughs) So for her, well, (laughs) it was like. Within the vicinity of her apartment. Oh yeah, well I was just, just gonna say it's the place to be. You know? Yeah, it is. It's a it's a lovely it's a lovely suburb. I yeah. have to admit. Yeah, I, I, used, I enjoy going there. I used to live near there a yeah. few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frequented it quite often, but mm. didn't didn't take advantage of the, uh, the the nightlife or the restaurants there very much. But well, I assume since then there has been a lot of uh, works that have happened there because probably the apartment building that Marie lives in is actually mm. very new. It is. Um, yes, it didn't exist when I lived. Thing. No, no. So she's been living there. Um, I think she started living there at the beginning of last year. Um, she moved in mm-hmm. uh, to her apartment. And mm. I think it was either last year before the pandemic even started. It was. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So that's when that's where she moved in. Um, and yeah, we, she's just she's loving it. Great. Absolutely loving it. She's got all of the nightlife near where she lives, so she's 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 covered. And it's not too far from the city as <laughs> no, well. No, it's not. It's like, like if you take the tram, mm-hmm. the her tr- there's like a tram stop, like mm-hmm. not even five minutes down the road from where she is. Yeah. Take the tram straight in. You can the train station is literally two minutes across the road from her apartment as well. Yeah. So where she is, it's, it's like great. the hub of yeah. Mooney Ponds. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so she's got the the best spot mm-hmm. in the suburb. Um, and what else have I done? I, I've been working a lot. Woohoo. That's another thing too. Um, did my first stock take. Yeah. Which was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, just been watching lots of TV and movies and... Anything stand out? Um, look, I've been trying to get through Shit's Creek. Yes, um, I was going to ask, how is that going? I'm halfway through the last season. <gasps> oh my God, you're nearly done. I'm nearly done. I am absolutely close to finishing. Oh, I'm so happy. Yeah. That's (laughs) great. I'm at the point where it's the episode after. um, Spoilers, maybe? Spoilers, yeah. Ted and Alexis break up. Oh. Yeah, because Ted got a really awesome job at the Galapagos. Yeah, in the Galapagos Islands. So he was already there. He was already there. But all, they've yeah. extended his contract for like a few years. Yeah. And for Alexis, that's like forever. <laughs> and she'd already kind of started, like she already had built a life without Ted, like work-wise. Exactly. In Shit's Creek. In she Shit's was, Creek. And she was, yeah, she was building up her own little business. Yes. Uh, as a as a marketing something kind of like a uh, public relations yeah pr pr type of business promotion yeah yeah marketing stuff yeah and yeah. um yeah uh that so uh, the, the 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 following episode that i started watching was the episode where she started dating a week after she'd broken up with i him, know which was like really <laughs> I know. Well, because, yeah, and I think they mentioned it in the episode. Like, someone comments on the fact that you just broke up with Ted. Yeah, exactly. A week guy. ago. And now you're dating all these losers. Yeah. <laughs> Is that when she starts dating an old, old, older that, that's guy? That's the same episode, yeah. That's that same episode. Same episode. She's dating this old guy. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just her way of coping with losing Ted, I think. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody Re- has their rebounding. own... Uh, her, their own uh, ways of getting but, over love, but... Yes, yeah. not to spoil too much more, Shit's Creek, and please feel free to skip ahead if you don't want it ruined, but their breakup scene 
my god in the in the cafe like emotional so emotional oh my god they both looked stunning and the yeah. fact that he was there in person meant so much and then i was i was in tears by the time it was yeah, done yeah same it was so beautiful i was welling up I was but like, such mm. such a mature breakup yeah, yeah, especially for Alexis. Especially for Alexis, like she has grown. <laughs> she did the like from the beginning of the from the beginning of the show. I did not think that she would end up being the type of person that she is in this last season. No, and me either. It's amazing to sort of see that change within them mm-hmm. over the over the over the seasons. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, um, nice. Yeah, and oh my gosh, it was also the episode where David and Patrick were trying to get photos done, and Patch and David convinced, more so forced, Patrick to go get a tan. Oh god! <laughs> Let's just say the tan didn't work out so well. The tan did not work out. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, Stevie walks in first. She's got this really cheeky smile on her face. You could tell that something went wrong. She's like, oh, nothing. Just your boyfriend, your fiance is just, you know, got a bit of a tan, but something happened. And then he walks in looking all orange. Orange, And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) And David's trying to hold himself from laughing. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. He's like... Patrick did not want to do that at all. And the fact that that David got his way and then it turned out that way. Like, I'm glad that he was, like, trying not to laugh instead of being, like, upset about it. Like, I wanted him to look this good. And I'm like, oh, it backfired. But this is hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. It's fantastic. It's such a good show. Definitely. so great. Definitely recommend it. Yeah. Um, Was, I think that was it. And I've watched, you know, a few different movies like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yes. um, Which I found really interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's probably a few others out there. I just can't remember. But speaking of. Yes. How was your month? How was my month? Yes. Yes, I'm sure you've been watching a lot of other TV shows and movies. Yes. (laughs) My God. It has been a big month of viewing things and doing things viewing mm. viewing and doing viewing, um, and doing viewing and doing starting with the fact that uh yeah i'm i have moved into my new place Yay! now i have yet to see this place yes yes and i need to have you over i need to have yes. a lot of people over i haven't had everyone over yet i've only had house for me yeah i need to figure that out <laughs> maybe <laughs> we'll we'll see um but yes uh yeah, moved in, all done, all good, all settled, mm-hmm. unpacked, everything's organized. Awesome. And looks great, and I'm very, very, very happy. It's very good. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and then I dyed my hair. So I'm a... She did. I'm a blonde now. Yes. Hi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I am back to blonde. I have not, I've not been blonde in about five years. For those of you so, who would like some sort of picture in your head oh okay. think think of felicity from arrow oh stop it it's You're... honestly that's how you look that's i i'm so flattered <laughs> that's the second time she said that to me and i like, like commented on the picture you did with that same comment you I'm did like, you absolutely look like oh, felicity oh it's so nice and it's gorgeous oh thank you <laughs> i'm so flattered that's very that's a high compliment i love i love felicity Yes, she, she's my girl. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm Felicity Smoke now. Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean I get to marry Oliver Queen? I mean, come on. You can. I can. 
Okay, good. If he's available. It's happening. Oh, well, you know, I'm his one true love, so, you know, he's available. Um, anyway, I made it weird. Um, so, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm blonde, so that was that was great to... First time going back to the hairdressers since COVID, uh, and it was a great experience and just really awesome not only to have a beautiful, beautiful looking hair out, out of the other end of it, but to see my hairdresser again because we, you know, we get along very well and have a lot in com- a lot of things in common and, and just, you know, we just gas bag nonstop. <laughs> so it was good to see him and catch up because I haven't seen him in like nearly three years. Um, well, two, because I've changed. I changed hairdressers at one point. Anyway, that's not important. Um, so, yes, I did that. Yes, Ryan the Last Dragon was wonderful. Um, I've also been to the movies a bunch of other times, and I've seen... Um, yeah, I'm adding to my list of um, uh, Best Picture nominees. Hey! So I've now seen five out of the eight nice. nominees, which is good. So I've seen Minari, which was... Uh, a wonderful movie. Um, and Christina and I explored Thornbury finally. Like that took that took a year for us to go there because we had tickets to go to the Thornbury Picture House um, to see Motherless Brooklyn uh, in March 2020. Mm-hmm. And then they, like a few days after tickets were booked, that's when they announced the cinemas were shutting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the first lockdown kicked in. So we couldn't go. And then because the, the picture house is a, a small locally independently owned theater, um, they're you know they only have one cinema, so they're only showing a handful of movies a day, kind of thing. Like maybe two movies a day, and that's kind of it. So you have to really pick and choose what you're seeing. So it just finally it lined up with with Minari, um, but it, yeah, it took a year for us to be able to go back. Wow, we we tried that. Shout out to Lou at the Rupert's house <laughs> because he looked after us because um, we were able to use the the tickets from last year for the tickets for this year. So, oh, that's good. Yeah, even though it was a whole year between, you know, between drinks, but it still worked out. <laughs> so. Um, so I saw that, uh, which was a, a an American film, mostly in Korean, um, stirring up controversy on the internet, but I'm not going to go into that. Um, and then I saw uh, I saw Chaos Walking, mm-hmm. uh, which is based on a book, and that stars Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley, and Maz Mikkelsen, mm-hmm. and that was very, very good. Um, not as good as I wanted it to be, uh, and a very interesting concept, but um, I did enjoy parts of it, but most of it was very cliche, kind of young adult kind of post-apocalyptic sort of yeah but it was more sci-fi than like a hunger Games style thing okay but it was it was so it was interesting i just yeah. i didn't love love it but i i enjoyed it oh, that's good yes um and then yeah I, like a week later i saw another maz mickelson film <laughs> um this one in his native danish um and this is one of the movies nominated for best uh, international film at the oscars this mm-hmm. year and that's called another round and that is a fantastic film. I recommend people watching because um, it's about these four friends who are high school teachers and they decide to undergo this experiment to uh, to be um, 0.05 alcohol, like blood alcohol content or, or, or less, like just hovering around that all day. Like, and so not being sober at all. Um, and then, you know, the movie just kind of, just follows them on their, their journey through this, you know, experiencing life 
with this confidence boosting alcohol in their system and but then things fall apart when they decide to take it too far and all this stuff but it's so it's a really good mix between comedy and drama and mm. yeah it was a very enjoyable film. so life through being tipsy basically yeah 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 like it's some scientist in the like i don't know if it's a real scientist or in real life or if it's based on a real experiment but yeah some some scientist theorizes that um you know everything is improved in life if you are like like humans are supposed to have some alcohol in their system right right to function like the to the best of our capability i think he th- kind of he theorized and so mm. these teachers are they're kind of they're very intellectual so they were just like oh, let's give this a go um and they also like to have a drink and because drinking in in denmark is huge okay they're a big drinking country apparently which i didn't realize until i watched the film but um <laughs> so that's pretty cool uh but yes so i recommend checking out another round um what else what else what else have i done well one division's finished now so yes. that was epic and awesome mm-hmm. um and tear jerking and just yeah wonderful yeah um falcon the winter soldier has started it has so we watched the first episode so far yes first episode at the time of recording yes. uh well at the time of recording recording the first half because when we come back next week we'll have seen the second dang you ruined the surprise (laughs) (laughs) i mean what what surprise i don't don't know know what you're talking about about. (laughs) it's fine it's fine um and then other things i yeah i uh just uh english words Zack snyder released his uh, justice league cut Mm -hmm. the snyder cut finally came out and i i sat and watched all four hours of it in one go. Nice. With bathroom breaks, of course. I'm not a psychopath. Um, And, yeah, and that was really, really good and really improved upon the theatrical version we saw back in 2017 so much. Not not a perfect movie, of course. Like, it still has issues because there are certain things that they decided to take out of the theatrical cut that were Joss Whedon additions that actually kind of fit really well in the movie, but most of what Joss Whedon added didn't really add too much to the overall story, so I can see why they've made they made certain decisions. But yes, the Snyder Cut is superior and I'm never watching the theatrical version ever again. <laughs> uh, it's so much better. So Question. Yes. How did you know when to pause to have your bathroom breaks? Oh, uh, I generally paused like I didn't because the movie is broken up into chapters. Ah, okay. So I generally, if I needed to go to the toilet and I cut, I came upon a chapter blah blah blah, uh, like title card, I would pause it on that. Okay, well that makes um, sense. Yeah. So, or if I couldn't wait, I just pause it and go and come back. Like <laughs> it was fine, but I tried to make it to a chapter. Okay. So it would flow a bit better. That's good. Yes, but uh, but no, it was freaking incredible. Um, and what else? You know. Catching up with friends and seeing more movies. I saw Nomadland as well. That's another best picture uh, film happening. And yeah, it's just, there's a lot going on. It's been, a, yeah, it's been a big month of watching. And then, oh yeah, and then I've managed to, I don't even remember if I mentioned this last month, but speaking of Maz Mikkelsen, I started watching Hannibal. Okay. Um, and I haven't even really mentioned this in the podcast called Fred, but I keep meaning to, and then for some reason I just forget about it, mm-hmm. which or <laughs> of me, because it's a very good show and it's definitely unforgettable. Um, but I recently finished it. Nice. Because it's only three seasons. Mm. So it's very easy to, very easy and quick to get through. Um, but it was awesome. Cool. Like, definitely not your thing, because it's, <laughs> 
it's a it's like a horror gory thriller yeah crime no, yeah no not your <laughs> not your not your bread and butter no. but definitely mine um and it was wonderful um very glad that i watched it speaking of horror i had a really weird nightmare oh god and it was definitely horror because and it was very chucky-esque Ooh. but it was with characters that we know okay in disney oh lord in heaven yeah i don't know why but Woody was trying to kill me. <laughs> Only Folia would have I've got nothing against. Dream. I've got nothing against Woody. I love Toy Story. I know. And yet Woody, in my nightmare, out of I don't know what reason, he was trying to kill me. And so I had this really intense sort of feeling while I was asleep with this happening in my head. Yeah, right. And, I was, and when I woke up, I'm like... Well, I'm glad that's over. Let's try and think about something else. <laughs> yeah, I actually had a... It's so funny. After after I... Either after or just before I watched the Snyder Cut. I think it was before. Because I watched the um, theatrical cut on, the, on a Wednesday night. And then I watched the Snyder Cut on the Thursday night. Um, that Wednesday night, I had a night... Like, I don't want to say a nightmare. It was more like a bad dream. Um, and yes, DC fans listening, I know I just had an opportunity to make a pun and I didn't, I denied myself. So I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, no, I had a, had a bad dream about certain, like it start. I, I was in the world of Justice League. I, th- I am pretty sure I was and yeah, and it started out fine, but then it just, it went south really quickly oh. and things. And so I woke up like, you know recovering from a nightmare sort of thing but it wasn't really full-on scary it was just i was very concerned mm. anyway yes yeah this has gone down a path <laughs> it's gone down a path i hope you guys are enjoying our little <laughs> insights yep i guess we can call them but um so that's much yeah <laughs> it's been a good month mm-hmm been a good month for both of us been yes. very very productive and very busy and now we're here to do another episode <laughs> <laughs> i thought you'd like to do the honors considering i spoiled it already but... oh well yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> but yes i yeah there i've already kind of hinted at what we're doing this month so yes. fully are tell everyone uh, so we've decided we're going to do another episode of The Convincing Game. Yeah. <laughs> because we had so fun, so much fun with it last month. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, we thought we're going to do another one. Yes. We've picked a different genre. We have. And that genre is adventure fantasy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they're probably genre. two different genres if you look at them, but there are movies out there that have them sort of both together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 work very. They're two genres that when they collide, they they go together very well. Yes. So I definitely agree. Yes. 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 In fact, I really like fan as as far as fantasy movies go. My favorite ones are the ones with you know good adventure mm. attached to them. So you know, Lord of the Rings and yep. and Harry Potter to an extent, and yep. you know, um, things of the like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, we are going to start off with talking... Uh, we're going to give you the title. Yes. We're going to give you the description yes. or synopsis. Yes. Uh, then one of us will then uh, give our criteria 
And then the other person will have to start convincing. Yes. All right. Kendall, you're up this time. Yes, I go first this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, for the genre of adventure and fantasy, uh, I submit for Euphoria the film Inkart. Ooh, mm. Inkart. Yes. I have heard of this film. Yes, yes. And this is a film that's been on my radar for a while as well. Mm-hmm. But before I get into uh, my thoughts and trying to convince you, um, the synopsis on IMDb reads thus. Mortimer Mo Silvertongue, Volchart, raises his 13-year-old daughter, Meggie, Um, alone after the disappearance of his wife, Risa. He restores books for a living and travels with Maggie to find an old book called Inkheart in antique bookshops in Europe. When he is approached by a weird man called Dustfinger, she overhears him calling her father Silvertongue. Maggie discovers later that he has the ability of bringing characters out of the books and into the real world. They escape from Dustfinger, heading to Italy to Maggie's aunt Eleanor Laura, Eleanor Loridan's. This is I'm sorry, this is a bad description. I'm halfway through it. I'm like, oh, this hasn't been written very well. Um, aunt Eleanor's manor, where the men of the evil Capricorn uh, abduct them with the intention of forcing Mo to bring the powerful shadow to Earth. It's a very bad description, so I'm going to save. I'm going to save the, the description by by my convincing. But basically, yes, that's what it's about. Okay. That's the standard premise. So give me your give me your criteria. For okay. You. <laughs> um so my criteria for adventure fantasy um it may have been influenced by the movie that I watched picked for you. So <laughs> that's that is fine. Is it going to is your criteria going to spoil what that is? Um no. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay, so it needs to be heartwarming in certain in a certain way. Okay, yep. It needs to be heartwarming. Mm-hmm. It needs to be a feel-good movie. Yep. Um, there needs to be elements of humour. Okay. And, of course, with a happy ending. <laughs> oh, bless you. Bless you. I'm innocent like that. Yes. <laughs> Um, happy, happy, happy ending specifically. Happy, happy ending. All right, I'm just writing them down so I don't forget. (laughs) For my convincing. Okay, so you want heartwarming, feel good, humor, and happy ending. Well, I think this movie has all of those. Ooh, interesting. Yes. Explain. Explain. All right, cool. So, to start off, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you my 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 big just reveal. Of the main the main draw card for me to this movie, and that is the cast of Inkart. Okay, cast. yes, the cast um, is just wonderful. So, Mo is played by Brendan Fraser, <laughs> <laughs> who looks dashing as yes. always. Um, Paul Bettany is Dustfinger. Ah, yeah. Paul yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, well, you know, we're in our post <laughs> WandaVision honeymoon phase. Yeah. Let's have some Paul Bettany. 
and he looks fine in this mm. movie. Just, just saying. He's got long hair going on, and even Jennifer Connelly, his wife in real life, makes a cameo in the movie. Ooh. Yes, um, but yes, he's in it as well. Helen Mirren mm-hmm. is Aunt Eleanor. Nice, um, and so she's wonderful as well. And then, uh, of course, as the villainous Capricorn, Andy Circus. Yes. And boy, does he chew that scenery. <laughs> I'm sure he does. He really does. Um, and Jim Broadbent is in it, and he plays the author of Inkart hmm, in, the, okay. in the film. So, yeah. So there's your cast. So when I uh, – because I, I knew going in that um, that Brendan Fraser was in it, and he was the lead, uh, but I didn't know the rest. And so when I when they these familiar faces started popping up through, I was like, oh my god, yes, okay, I'm in for a good time. <laughs> if, this, if these are the people that are in it, yeah, um, yes. So yeah, so it's 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 really you know the, if you if you're after heartwarming, feel good stuff like the the core of this movie is the the family. Um, so, you know, uh, Mo and his daughter, um, Maggie are, you know, they're basically trying to, well, well, although Maggie doesn't know the full story, like at the start of the movie, we find, like, we find out that something's, something's happened to her mother, Risa, like she's disappeared or she's left. Um, but she isn't told the truth. And the truth, it, well, actually, I can't tell you the truth because I don't want to ruin the film. No. You want to find out the truth. <laughs> got to watch it. You got to watch it. <laughs> but but the that the pairing of Mo and Maggie make up the, the heart yeah. of this movie. Because, um, you know, when you when you kind of kind of strip it down to its bare bones, Inkart is about family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about it's about their family and then it's also about um, Dustfinger um, and his family because he wants to get back to them um, because he's uh, one of not to no, I'm not not really a spoiler because I I may have kind of said it in the that funny description I read earlier <laughs> <laughs> but he he's um, one of the characters from the book Inkart. Okay. Um, and so his driving goal of the of his story is he wants to get back into the book, into the world, and return to his his family. Yeah. Um, so and that makes for some really gut wrenching and and heartwarming scenes simultaneously. Um, so yeah, so it's it's definitely got that in spades. There is a lot of humor um, in certain certain parts. Um, not as probably not as much humor as you're looking for. Like I don't remember really laughing out loud too much. I will be honest. But there are some funny moments. I mean, Helen Mirren's Ele- uh, Eleanor, she's this stuck-up, kind of uh, very posh uh, older woman who's who is just, I don't know, she feels like her books are everything. She has this big library and her big manor in Italy. It's gorgeous. So essentially um, she's a rich bitch. She's a rich bitch, but she's not, <laughs> she's not like, not in the, that sentiment, but more more just like, you know, she doesn't want anyone touching her books and doing anything to her books and stuff and and so she's very protective of them and um so kind of like moira with her wigs kind of <laughs> my babies my, my babies um <laughs> yes yes kind of yeah very similar and she's also just as stylish as moira too yeah. like she has some really cool costumes that she wears but there's a, a lot of funny scenes of, of helen mirren just like a lot of the comedy comes from her character just seeing these random and ridiculous things yeah. about how outraged she is about certain situations. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, there's also the addition of... Um, so one of the books that Mo uh, reads out from 
um, is uh, Arabian Nights. So we have the introduction of um, the Aladdin-like character. And if I can find him in the IMDb. Um, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Why can't I find him? Oh, God. Oh, no. I can't find it. Um, mm, 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 mm. Yep. No, this is not going well for me. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. No, that's okay. I found him. Um, yeah. Uh, Farid, uh, played by Rafi Gavron. Um, so he's basically the... Yeah, I'll, like he's one. I don't know if he's one of the the forty thieves, like forty thieves of you know Alibaba and all that stuff, um, in in the book. But yeah, when he comes out and he's dressed as a certain way, like there's some fish out of water humor that happens. That's really cool. Okay. Um, and he kind of latches onto Dustfinger, um, tries tries to form a bromance sort of like he looks up to him and stuff and tries to. Yeah, and like Dustfinger has certain magical abilities that he can use and he's trying to copy him and it's it's very cute, it's very sweet. <laughs> um so those are the where kind of where the, the humorous moments come in. But um yeah, what else can I say? Um I mean I don't wanna spoil the ending, but I felt it had a happy ending. I mean it's a good like it's a good fantasy adventure film in in the sense that, you know, you get you get a great journey, you get a great story. And, uh, you know, you don't know how things are going to turn out, but because of, you know, the genre it is like, you know, there's most likely going to be a happy ending. You don't know how it's going to happen because it's about the journey. It's not about the destination. Right. So, uh, yeah. And that's kind of this, this movie, like it's a really, it's a really nice heartwarming kind of ending. Um, and it's based on a book as well. I was going to ask you if it was, yeah. but it sounds like it is. Yeah, so it's based on a book by a German author named Cornelia Funk. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the book was originally published in German the first time. but um, Or she wrote it in German, but she wanted it published in English or something like that. Or she, no, I think it was more, no, sorry, it was more she wanted it. Uh, she didn't want a German film adaptation of it. She wanted a, an American adaptation. And here's the coolest part. Uh, when she was writing it, she already had Brendan Fraser in her head as Mo. <laughs> so before it was even greenlit as a movie. Wow. She when she wrote Mo, she was she was That's like Brendan so Fraser. Awesome. And so yeah, and so basically she because I read the trivia on it and she's yeah, she said that um she wanted control over the casting mm. when the film rights were purchased, so she became a producer okay. on the film so she could guarantee uh some some influence. And yeah, and she was like, "No, we, Brendan Fraser is is Mo, and that's that." Yeah. And then it worked out brilliantly. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. Um, and he's wonderful in it. I mean, he's wonderful in everything. So, and Andy Circus, yeah, is such a good villain. I love when he plays villains. Like <laughs> he he plays the best villains. Yeah. And he's he's great in this as Capricorn. Um, yeah. I mean. He brings his own flair to it. Like, he's nothing outside of the, the ordinary kind of bad guy you would find in these movies. A little, he's a little bit different. Um, but, but yeah, he has a lot of fun, and you really enjoy watching him. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what else what else I can say. Hmm. Um, without it ruining is, it. Without ruining it. <laughs> without ruining it. But, yeah, I really... Like, I picked this because, A, it's a movie that I've... It, like, it's been on my radar for a, a long time. 
Um, and I love Brendan Fraser. And I was like, I'm pretty sure Fulia likes Brendan Fraser as I do. well. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pick a, uh, pick the Brendan Fraser movie. Uh, Cause I think that might get me an in with Fulia. Um, and then when, yeah, I saw the rest of the cast, I'm like, well, I don't think you can really go wrong you know. with this cast of characters and the, yeah, the story is really nice. I mean, yeah, the CGI is, Mm, you know, so so so, and it's not amazing. But this was made in two thousand eight. Yeah, so, fair. so it's a while ago now. Um, but they they successfully achieve, I think, a really lovely, nice, heartwarming piece of cinema. So <laughs> I really hope you watch it. Mm, sounds interesting. Yes. We'll see. Okay. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I guess that means it is my turn. It <laughs> most certainly is. All right. So, the film that I decided to choose for you, mm-hmm. no surprise, it's a Disney film. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know that you like your Disney films too. I do. Uh, and this one is the 2016 edition of Pete's Dragon. <laughs> okay, cool. So, all right, here we go. Um, it was made in 2016. Yes, and, and it's based on the here, oh. a little synopsis. Oh yeah, here's your synopsis. Yes, my and then synopsis. I will give you my criteria. I almost forgot yes. how we do this. Go. My synopsis here is: uh, in 1977, five-year-old Pete Healy and his parents are on a road trip when their car flips off the road following a near collision with a deer. Pete's parents die, but Pete survives and is chased into the forest by a wolf pack. A huge green dragon with wings and yellow eyes saves him, and boy and dragon quickly bond. Pete names the dragon Elliot after the lost puppy character in his favorite book. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Okay. What's your criteria? My criteria. (laughs) Well, um... (laughs) I'm going to have to change one of my criteria, (laughs) because... Well, maybe I don't have to. Okay. No? I'm just going to read it out, cause, but it's probably not going to happen. Um, and I'm going to give you a pass if you don't meet meet this certain criteria. But for, for a fantasy adventure film, I want a swoon-worthy hero. <laughs> and I'm like, I, now that you've said you're doing Pete's Dragon, I'm like, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen. <laughs> but, you know, if there is if there happens to be a male or female actor in this movie that is easy on the eyes mm-hmm. and charming to boot, then mm-hmm. I'll take that. Okay. Um, if not, then I won't hold it against you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my <laughs> other criteria are the same criteria I have for everything because I have very high standards. <laughs> um, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, of course, I want a strong female character. Uh, Got to have them. Got to have more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, no cringy humor. Mm-hmm. No toilet humor. Nothing. Nothing gross out like mm-hmm. that. You know, mm-hmm. I don't like that. And then, yeah, no, no animal deaths. And because this is a movie, maybe featuring animals, I am concerned. Okay. Um, <laughs> but that's 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 the criteria. So. Um, after you, Fulia. All right. Well, I'm going to do the same thing as you, and just going to start with the casts here. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. So. You want your female lead? Your lead female lead? Yes. I give you Bryce. Okay. Yes. All right. That ticks a box. So she's kind of a motherly figure in this particular okay. film. Sure. Um, you will not get cringe humor. Great. Or toilet humor. Oh, good, good, good. Um, and I'm 
pretty certain, 99.9% sure there's no animal deaths. Amazing. Okay. All right. So, cast. Bryce Dallas Howard plays Grace. Um, and she is a ranger of the forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Robert Redford. Oh, hello. Who plays Grace's father. Okay, cool. Uh, we've got Pete, who is played by Oaks Fegley. Okay. Um, we've also got uh, Grace's daughter, Natalie, who is played by Una Lawrence. Okay. And Grace's husband, Jack, who's played by Wes Bentley. Oh, yeah. I like Wes Bentley. Yes. We also have Jack's brother, Gavin, played by, and I hope this ticks your swoon-worthy guy. Oh, I hope so. Carl Urban. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah, I like him. He's the dread himself. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Of many roles. Yes. Yes. Love him. Yes. All right. Great. Uh, okay. We've, and we've also, and just a sort of a shout out, we've also got um, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. who plays Sheriff Gene Dentler. Okay. That name yeah. does sound familiar. Yes. Yes. Nice. Uh, but yes, a really great Strong cast. Mm-hmm. Very, very strong cast. Very strong cast. Yep, good stuff. Um, obviously, the main character in this film is Pete, mm-hmm. but it's also Grace okay. as well. Right. Um, and so it's directed and written by David Lowry. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh well, and it's also written by Toby Halbrooks. And yeah, it's had it's had some wins. It's had some. Oh, we're going deep on the trivia. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's I cool. I think. Where are we? Where are we? I think it won at the uh, uh, so won Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films USA twenty seventeen. Uh, the Saturn Award. Oh yeah. Nominee. Yes, I know the Saturn Awards. Yes. Um, Being a nerd. Yeah. And the nerd I'm just awards. trying to see if there's one here. Kids Choice Awards, it was a nominee for the Blimp Award. Cool. Um, and the Young Artist Award winner at uh, for Best Performance in a Feature Film, Leading Teen Actress, Una Lawrence. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not big, big win it like big no. type of awards but no but the fact that it was considered yeah yeah exactly um so i really enjoyed this film yes okay good uh, going into it now i know at the beginning it does start a little bit tragically yeah with the death of some parents yeah so pete ends up becoming an orphan mm, that's sad. sadly yeah um but he then is taken in by the dragon. Mm. Elliot, he names him. Yeah. Because there's a, there's a particular book where, and this, it's a kid's book, and the book is titled Elliot Gets Lost. Yeah. And so, because it's his favorite book, he's, and it was the book that he was learning how to read from as well. Oh, cute. Yeah. And so, he Aww. gives, he comes across Elliot, this really big, fluffy green dragon. Oh, really? Fluffy green dragon. Fluffy. With wings. Ah. Uh, <laughs> at first you think he kind of looks intimidating because of how big he is. Yeah, yeah, right. But then you slowly realize that he's, n- he's not really going to hurt you. Okay. So he's not, he's not there to hurt He's not a mean Pete. dragon. No, no. Okay. Right. He's a very sweet dragon. Nice. Um, and they, they bond like... Instantly, mm-hmm. and it's amazing because you know the, Pete was obviously sad and upset with the fact that his parents had passed away. 
Mm. And so he he got out of the car and ran into the woods and and then comes across Elliot. Um, Elliot. Elliot. Every, every goddamn time. So good. It's definitely, it's a very heartwarming okay. film. Mm-hmm. Um, it hits you in the feels a yep. lot. I don't mind that. Yep. Um, there's, there are some cute and funny moments <laughs> um, between, you know, with, especially with the dragon. Especially with Elliot. Okay. Um, and he kind of, Elliot kind of behaves like a dog almost. No. Kind of like you know the whimpering and the there's like one little scene where he's chasing his tail. And oh, that's cute. <laughs> this giant green dragon is chasing his tail because his tail was doing a little something that he wasn't happy with, and he's like, "Hey." <laughs> um, and what else we've got? So you know, Bryce Dallas Howard is wonderful as the motherly figure yes um this this story is very family based very family story heavy okay um the fact that pete lost his parents Mm -hmm. he doesn't have a family anymore and so befriending this dragon he became his family and it got to a point where it gets to a point where pete then discovers there's other people around the forest Mm -hmm. and there are there are people who are working on Cutting down the forest. Oh, no. And guess who's working that? (laughs) Uh, Is this Carl Urban's character? Yeah. Oh, am I going to hate him? So Jack Jack and Gavin, because they're brothers, they run a millinery. Millinery? No. A mill. A mill. They they work. They run a mill business Mm -hmm. where they obviously chop down trees and you know, make logs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so ja- uh, Gavin and the, and his crew have gotten to a point into the forest where they're getting a bit too deep with the cutting. Right. And Pete hears these noises. And so he goes and investigates this and comes across the fact that there's these giant machines and, you know, people are cutting down these trees and it's, it's not good because it's, it's their home. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, uh, Oh, what was her name? Grace. Uh, because she's a ranger of the forest, she does, she will do anything to protect it. And okay. there was a, there's like a scene where she'll try and sabotage the machines when they're not there, mm-hmm. when uh, when the workers aren't there, where obviously they leave the keys in the machine. Mm-hmm. So grabs the keys, throws them <laughs> as far away as possible. <laughs> like, try and find those keys. Um, and But then, you know... Because Pete has discovered this, once they leave and there's no one around, Elliot also comes along and is like, where's Pete? Goes looking for Pete, sees these, like, big, heavy machinery, goes out because Pete... After, and, this, and he's been in the forest for a very, very long time. He's been in the forest for about six years. Mm-hmm. So he survived in the forest for six years with Elliot. Mm. Comes out because he's interested to see these keys that Grace had thrown goes and grabs them. Elliot comes out, pushes against the big machine so that it comes off. Cause he knows that they're, they're not, they're bad machines. Yeah. So that's kind of like a good, really, really cool scene. Okay. In that instance, Grace just will do anything to look after this, the forest because she had a real curiosity for it and love for it when she was also a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and also her dad, uh, who's played by Robert Redford, um, tells these stories about the fact that he also came across a green dragon. 
Oh. But no one believes him. Right. And so that's why Grace is like, I, we don't, why you, do you keep telling these kids these stories? Mm-hmm. But he's like, because they're true. And she's like, no, they're not. Because she's never seen this dragon. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really, really good story. I really enjoy it. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> the, the point where they actually find Pete is when the daughter ends up finding Pete. Uh, randomly in the forest. Okay. Um, and also, there's going to be some hunting by Gavin and his crew. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, so maybe no animal deaths, but definitely... No. Definitely, there, definitely some peril happening. There is there is some danger happening oh, no. um, regarding Elliot and Pete. Okay. Uh, but essentially, the film is pretty much the fact that because... Because Pete no longer has a family, he just wants a family. Mm-hmm. And this particular family that comes into his life that he discovers, they might be the one. Um, so that's why it's really, really um, a really heartwarming and, yeah. a, and a really feel-good movie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, we call, so Carl Urban's character. If I can talk, Carl Urban's <laughs> character yes. is a bit of a jerk. Yeah, okay. But he loves his family. He cares okay. for them. Okay, all right. So he's not—he's not a total douchebag. No, no, not at all. Okay. Um, all right. Oaks Fegley does a great job as Pete. Absolutely nails the emotional moments. Mm-hmm. My gosh, I cried. Oh, yeah, you. yeah. Like oh. you really well up. Wow. Yeah, okay. All right. Very emotional. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the last point I wrote down was that it is emotional roller coaster. <laughs> okay. Wow. So there's ups and downs. Yeah. Um, nice little humorous moments. Um, but overall it's pretty much a feel good film. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you'll enjoy it for sure. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I feel cool. like you will. All right. <laughs> well, there it is. Yes. Oh, and also, uh, the dragon can camouflage. Oh. So he can hide himself. So there's another incentive. Nice. <laughs> wow. To see what little shenanigans he Man, comes I up with. Man, I think you did such a better job than I did. <laughs> Have I? I'm I like, feel like I rambled on a bit no, too much. No, no. I thought I I thought I rambled. I you ran okay, if you rambled, you rambled well. I oh, ra- okay. I rambled coher- incoherently. You I, I mean, well maybe not, but <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. I thought of something I'm like, oh damn it, I should have said that. So that- <laughs> No, it's too late. Can't too do late. it. Too late. Can't do it. Can't do it. Your time is over. Yes, I know. I can't say anything else. And wouldn't be fair otherwise. All right. Okay, cool. That's my convincing done. Done. I hope it worked. Like, likewise. <laughs> likewise. All right. So if you have uh, heard us do this before, you know the drill now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to go away for a few days, come back and uh, reveal if we actually watched... Yes. The thing. Yes. And then review it. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Awesome. Yeah. See you soon. See you soon. But it'll be in like five seconds. But it'll be a lot longer for us. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) A week later. All right, we're back. We're back. Hello. Hi. It's been a week for us. Yeah. But only a few seconds for you. Yeah. (laughs) 
time travel. Woo! Timey wimey <laughs> stuff. Love it. <laughs> the magic of podcasting. Yeah. Yes. So now the time has come mm-hmm. for us to reveal to each other if we were successful in convincing. <laughs> oh yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, 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 this is the part where I get real nervous. Um, okay, so f- because I, I went first at the start of the show to try and convince Fulia, Fulia is now going to reveal to me how successful I was. <laughs> and I don't think I was successful, just, just saying that, but hmm. we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll find out in a okay. second. All right, hit me, Fulia. <laughs> I watched it. Yay! <laughs> 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 it was a last minute watch, but I watched oh, it. Oh, <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and relief. Yay. Pressure yes. is off the shoulders. Ah, but also, yay, because it's I you know, it's a good movie. It, um, it, it is a good movie, yes. You liked it? I enjoyed it, yes. Okay, tell me everything. Um, okay, so I really Spoilers. <laughs> Probably I really spoilers. enjoyed the story. So we're talking okay. about Inkheart. Inkheart. This is Inkheart. I successfully convinced her to watch Inkheart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I um, I did enjoy it. Uh, the story was really, really interesting. Um, there were points where I was a little meh about the movie. That's fair. Because, um, I don't know, it just wasn't... It was dragging on a little bit. But at the same time, there was a lot happening as yeah, well yeah, yeah, yeah. in terms of the story and yeah. things that were coming out of, you know, when mm. um, Brendan Fraser's character starts talking, like speaking, speaking, speaking the story, like mm. actually reading it out loud. Yeah. Um, which that concept is actually really cool. It's and very I like cool. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then the twist of it being the fact that you find out that the daughter has inherited this trait as yeah. well. Um, which was kind of spoiled to me when I watched the trailer. <laughs> oh, you watched the trailer? I watched the trailer to see where, to see whether I should watch it or not. <laughs> oh! Oh, hang on. Controversial. <laughs> so I didn't convince you to watch this movie? No, no, no. You the trailer did. did. <laughs> Wow. Look, the other thing could also be the fact that I may have forgotten what you said <laughs> last week. So I was like, I need to go back and actually see the trailer. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> okay, all right. I was going to say, why wouldn't you listen back to our previous recording? But then it would be much quicker to watch a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you sneaky. You sneaky. But it was also a little bit bad on my part for watching the trailer because of the whole thing with the, the daughter. They, can't believe they put that in the trailer. They did, yeah, they put that oh, in the trailer. God, the, they were making um, bad trailers back in 2008, <laughs> 2009, were they? Yeah, Jesus yep, Christ. pretty much. Um, so, but the only scene that they put in, which spoiled it for me, was the part where she she reads out a line out of the Wizard of the Oz book and yes. then Toto appears. Yes, Toto. That's the part that, that was in the trailer. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, so the daughter has the trait. But I was actually waiting for it to happen. But I didn't know when it was going to happen. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Because at the beginning, obviously, she had no idea that the, that her dad had this trait. No. Um, and then, you know, spoilers, they get, you know, ransacked and kidnapped by um, the by the bandits. 
that were summoned from the same book. Yes. From the book that uh, Brendan Fraser's character was looking for. Yes. Everywhere. Yes. Mortimer? Yeah, Mortimer's Mortimer, his name. that's yeah. the one. I was like trying to remember his name. Yeah, Mortimer. Or um, Mo. Or Mo. Or Mo. Mo for sure. <laughs> Um, it was re- also interesting to see when I was watching the film, you said that, um, Paul Bettany was going to be in it. Mm-hmm. It took me a good couple of minutes into the movie <laughs> for me to realize that the guy with the, the long, long hair. hair was Paul Bettany because I could hear the voice, yeah. but I couldn't tell by the face. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, he doesn't really look like this normally. No. Um, but you must have forgotten the part where I was swooning over his long hair last week. So. Mm, probably. I think you did. Because <laughs> <laughs> I heard the voice. My brain was clicking on overdrive thinking, I know the voice. Who is it? <laughs> and I didn't even look up IMDb. I wanted to see if I could work it out. And then it got to a point where I was like, poor Bettany. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's not painted. Uh, no, no, he's not vision. No, he's not. He's not maroon, maroon colored in this. Yeah, so that it kind of threw me off a little bit, but I figured it out finally. Yeah, um, nice. It was really cool. My gosh, Helen Mirren is funny. That the 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 lady that just does not shut up. Oh no, <laughs> my books! <laughs> and she gets in trouble for she gets it. Gets in trouble. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, Andy Serkis's character. How great is. Oh, wow. I wanted more of him. He, like... I I wanted it to be a little bit more than what that character was. Yeah. But there were still some uncomfortable moments of when he was forcing Mortimer to read aloud. Mm. Otherwise, his family would get it. Mm. Um, which was really, really... Uh, you know, I have, I felt, I felt the, uh, you know, the intensity of that particular yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you know his family's being threatened and he doesn't want anything to happen to him, especially his daughter. Yes, even though he knows that, like, you know, if, if Capricorn gets his way, then it could be, it could be trouble for other people. Yeah, you know? exactly. The shadow. And then the shadow happened. Yeah, the shadow. Wow, that was a little underwhelming. For me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like. Um, it wasn't even in it for that long, and then no. it was just brought down, you know, to dust, pretty much. Well, they kind of, they kind of very, very quickly. Uh, well, yeah, I guess it was very quickly, but I, I guess when you have the power to, like, the fact that they, they, they uh, came up with the fact that you could just anything you read out loud can happen yeah so it doesn't have to be from a published book so she, that's why she was writing on her hands yeah and yeah stuff and so yeah that can be seen as definitely kind of convenient mm. i suppose but i guess it kind of works and it fits and i'm like oh if this is how we wrap things up then that it, that's how it is but yeah i'm but i mean because like if the shadow if it had gone any other way people would have died and that's not this kind of mm. movie and yeah but no, I, t- I suppose but yeah. i totally understand like yeah yeah i don't i always kind of hate when in a lot of movies, not every movie when they do this, but in a lot of movies when they do this, when there's technically like two bad guys, like there's your main villain of the film and then there's a villain that's even bigger than him Yeah, that is teased and stuff and, you know, and it works, for example, in something like The Avengers because, you know, you have Loki as the villain the whole time and then Thanos shows up for a yeah. brief thing at the end, right? And that's fine. But this is like, you're constantly talking about the shadow, you, sh- you show the shadow in this like scene when they're talking about the story of Inca. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the film as well. And it's just, yeah, 
it kind of takes away from... That's why, I mean, I feel like if it had just been Andy Serkis as the bad guy the whole time, it would have been a lot better. Uh, I, feel, I feel like, too, yeah, if yeah. that was the case. Or if he maybe inherited that, that power from the shadow of some way... But all like I, if he took the shadow into him, maybe, yeah, yeah, and became the shadow. and became the shadow. That would have been cool. That would have been really cool. But um, the thing that I got out of that was that he was able to uh, control the shadow. Yeah. By yeah. just speaking to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because I think in the in the Incart book, I think they said that he has that ability. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure. Also, the shadow. Could we have not thought of a better name? Yeah, that too. That <laughs> like, too. I'm pretty sure there's... I feel like there... Isn't there... What's the thing in... The, have you seen The NeverEnding Story? No. Nope. Okay. Guys, I think there's a thing There's a thing in that... Or maybe it's called The Nothing. I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen this, but there's an entity similar to The Shadow that's in... I'm pretty sure that's The NeverEnding Story, but I think it's called The Nothing, not The Shadow. But I feel like I've seen a movie similar to this where yeah. there's a villain thing called The Shadow and it's similar, but I don't know. I could be making it up. Anyway... <laughs> Any any other th- thoughts, Fulia? Any other takeaways? Did your criteria get met in any way? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, the the there was um, I might have to go and refer back to my little list here, mm. um, which I saved. I didn't get rid of this Smart. time. <laughs> um, so there were um, there were some elements of humor. Um, it wasn't exactly a feel good movie but I can get where it was going in terms of the fact they were trying to find the mother again um, and it was really interesting to find out that she had been read out of the book but not properly and so she had the writing on her face I, I love, just as a aside that is a really cool little world building feature, the fact yeah. that if, if they, they have this uh, um, silver tongue who has a stutter yeah so therefore he can't read properly and then when they come out they have the words on their face and then she in her case she also couldn't speak yeah she couldn't yeah like, that's so that's really clever i really like yeah that, that that's actually a really cool little aesthetic that i really enjoyed like yeah. knowing which ones were read out properly and the ones that weren't um which you could tell most of them weren't mm. um mm-hmm. except for uh oh what's his name capricorn capricorn uh, his his two IC. His his two IC. I'm just gonna say his two IC. No, no, it's the you're right. That's what he is. Um, and then um, Paul Bettany's character. His um, yeah, name, and his name too. I'm forgetting. For, um, forgetting? That's a word. Forgetting. Um, Bettany. Forgetting. Forgetting. Bettany. Um, uh, Dustfinger. Fi- Dustfinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dustfinger uh, yeah. also. Which Dustfinger was an interesting character as well because he was trying to help him. At the beginning. Yeah. But Mo was just like, no, uh, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Leave me alone. Yeah. Uh, runs away. And the daughter was like, who the hell is he? <laughs> Says nothing. And then he's like, well, I had no choice but to go and speak to Capricorn about yeah. it. And then shit hits the fan. So. <laughs> yeah. I love how every time Capricorn's like, I lied. Yeah. Like, what do you expect? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I feel like that's a little cheesy, though. Oh, okay. I, like, the whole, you know, I lied. Like, Okay, it's a bit cliche. Yeah, it's kind of cliche. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Because <laughs> all bad guys lie. Like, I know, come on. <laughs> I know. I just liked Andy Serkis's delivery on it. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. He, he, he was very good. <laughs> I, there was, for me, there was, it wasn't heartwarming. 
Oh, so you didn't really connect with the family story? Not really. Oh. Yeah. Like, I understand... I thought you would. ...the story and that they were, go- that, that they were going for that kind of side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... I don't know. Maybe I just didn't feel it myself um, when I watched okay. it. I don't know. Maybe okay. I don't have a heart. Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> that is the farthest thing from the truth I think I've ever heard. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 no. That's fine. If it didn't, if it didn't hit for you, I mean, yeah, they don't really. I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the time, the time that this was made. It was like no. I don't know. Like, I think. Look, I honestly think, and 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 I can say this now that I'm not trying to convince you to watch it, but I honestly think the film could have been done better. Mm. Like it's a good movie. It's fine. It's yeah. watchable. Uh, it's enjoyable. But there is a lot of things they could have done better improved upon pacing wise definitely yeah clearly could have amped up the the tension with the the family connections and and all of that stuff and um yeah yeah and i would have liked to have seen like i think dustfinger was probably the standout character Mm, mm, yeah definitely outside of capricorn like those two like if really mo almost felt like a side character in parts like yeah. he, either his daughter was the scent, the focus, or, or Dustfinger was the focus and stuff. But yeah. I mean, he was there doing things, obviously. But mm. I don't know. It wasn't one of Brendan Fraser's biggest leading roles. No. If yeah, do you think so? No. Or, yeah. I don't think it was his biggest leading role, to be honest. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's 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 supposed to be a family movie, so I suppose in that instance, that's probably why it wasn't really like you'd think it was. It would have been in my radar. To watch mm, Inkheart mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. in the day when it came out, but yeah. I just never, I never yeah, had the opportunity same. to. So yeah, yeah, I feel like they could do an M-rated version of it. That would be interesting. Maybe, maybe, or a TV series. Yeah, instead, potentially, it yeah. could work. Yeah, uh, because in that instance, then you could have him reading all kinds of different stories and have these characters come out. But I like the consequence of some if someone's being brought to this world that the someone has to be sacrificed and be taken into the book yeah, that's world. Like, it's a, yeah. Which was interesting. Quid pro quo. Which is, you know, that's when we find out that, that um, Mo's wife was, yeah, Risa, yeah. Risa was um, read into the book, unfortunately. Uh, but then later on, Dustfinger finds her and finds out that even though she can't speak, that she's actually the wife of yeah. Mortimer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was... It was also like part of his character being kind of evil that, and because he was also a selfish character from the book. Oh, Dustfinger. Yeah. yeah. That he doesn't tell Mo in the first place that he finds her. Until, yeah. Because he really wants to be read back into himself. Oh, yeah, himself. yeah. Yeah, he's like, this is my leverage. This is my way back in. Yeah, so yeah. So he wasn't going to give it up. No. Then, yeah, because he was putting himself first like that and then even jim broadbent's character the author yeah. of the book is like i wrote him that way yeah exactly so, exactly yeah um so that was so that was kind of interesting so i'd say the standout character for me would have been um dustfinger mm. in that in the whole in yeah. the whole film great um so i really enjoyed his performance it was mm. really good mm-hmm. and look i love brendan fraser yeah um but he just didn't have enough I suppose to do in this film. No, he I mean was... there was a lot that he was doing. Yeah, but, but no, you're right. It just wasn't. He yeah, yeah. he was 
not, I don't want to say Brendan Fraser was phoning it in in this instance, but they he didn't have a lot to work with. No, no. Like Mo was. I mean, you get why the author. Like I said last week, like the author originally wrote the book with his char- of his character with him in mind. Yeah. Um, and you can totally see why, but for some reason, uh, whoever adapted the script from the novel, I don't think really fleshed him out properly and didn't really layer him very well. I think, I think he was just very two dimensional hero, but he, but so Brendan Fraser did the best with what he had, I think. And I did enjoy the scenes where he was reading it out. Like, I love the fact that he could just be there and just read it stoically and he's just fully, you know, got the book open and he's in full narrator voice. Yeah. And like, like I, I thought that was cool. Like just yeah. listening to him read. I know he probably didn't, he, he really didn't have to do that, but he was being all, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to read it all dramatically and stuff. Yeah. It was, it was I did fun. enjoy that part when, yeah. he, when he narrated. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So that was, that part of it was pretty good. Um, yeah. It had a happy ending. It yes. Figures. It did. <laughs> Family movies usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're, yeah, they're, they're my criteria. So probably one of them was not really met. Okay. Me. All right. Yeah. Um, I still convinced you to watch you, yeah, it. Yeah, you did. You did convince me to watch, to watch <laughs> it. So well done. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, I guess it's my turn to tell mm-hmm. you how you went. Tell me whether I convinced you to watch, um, what was the movie again? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's how forgetful I am. That would be Pete's Dragon. Yes, Pete's Dragon. It was Dragon. Dragon was in my head. (coughs) Yes. But unfortunately, I just... Yeah. Pete's Dragon. Pete's Dragon. Yes. Did you watch it? The live-action Disney reimagining from 2016. I watched it. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) But I have to start by saying I almost didn't. Oh. I almost wasn't going to watch it. Okay. What, Um, What was stopping you? What was stopping me? Well, um, I don't know. <clears throat> like I, I, ne- I had never planned on watching it. Okay. Like I, I remember when it came out and remember <clears throat> the lukewarm reception it kind of got at the time in terms of reviews and, and things. And so it was never, and cause, cause I, ha- I have no claim to the original film. So, cause yeah. the original Pete's Dragon came out in the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was not one of the films I was ever shown as a kid. So. Yeah, neither was I. Yeah, so I there was no nostalgia there. So unlike with Aladdin and Lion King, who are, you know I was you know growing up when those original films came out, and so I had a desire to see how they'd be reimagined. But yeah. with this, I was like, oh no, I'm okay with not seeing this because I it doesn't really it didn't really grab me. Mm. But then you described it to me last week, <laughs> and I've got to tell you the way, the main reason I watched it was because of the cast. The cast, yeah, because it's a very good cast, um, and um, and it was just nice to see. Like I haven't seen Robert Redford in many things, and the one thing I know him from is uh, Winter Soldier, Captain America, uh, where he plays a villain. Yeah, um, and so I haven't really seen him play a good guy before. Um, so it was nice to see him play this kind of older guy. He's aged bloody well. Yeah. Gotta, gotta say Robert Redford. Like, he looks amazing. <laughs> he's gotta be like 80 almost, if he's not over 80. But he looks so good. Um, so it was nice to see him playing this kind of, you know, old wise man who's, you know, been through things, seen some stuff, and has, has a really charming personality to him. Yeah. So that was good. And yeah, I love Bryce Dallas Howard. She's wonderful as well. Um, and yeah, 
uh, Wes Bentley and Carl Urban were great. And you were right. You were totally, You nailed Carl, your description of Carl Urban's character. Yeah, yeah. Gavin. By the way, he was exactly how you described. Um, <laughs> although I was expecting, from what you said, I, I was more expecting more focus on the cutting down of the trees, but that just kind of seemed to be a thing. Yeah, just it was just a thing. It was yeah. just a thing that, that that was their job. Yeah. They weren't trying to destroy the forest. No. Um, but they found... You know, they, they found, find the dragon, they find Elliot, and then he's on this vendetta, just quest. Yeah. To just get him. Um, and he keeps saying that he's mine once he finds him. Yeah, and that was probably one, like, I don't know, if I, I didn't really have many problems with it, but what that maybe would have been one of my problems is the fact that his motivation wasn't really clear. Yeah, exactly. Because even in, at the end, when, like, uh, he's got the dragon and him and his brother are talking about it, and, he, and his brother's like... What are, you, what are you doing with it? Like, what are you going to do now? And he's like, I don't know, but I've got it. It's mine and I'll figure it out. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I know. It's very vague. Very vague. Like, yeah. usually in these kinds of movies, it's very cut and dry of like, the, I, here's my big evil plan. And this is how, especially in Disney movies, they do yeah. that a lot. Yeah. But the thing is, I suppose they didn't really have too much time to react. Because as soon as they found out that this dragon existed... They didn't have much time to plan. All they did was, all right, we're going hunting. We've got to find this dragon, and then we'll think about yeah. what we're going to do with it. Well, yeah, I mean, they, did, <laughs> they didn't even know it was a dragon when they started hunting it. Yeah, they were exactly. just like, something knocked down this tree. Yeah, we're we need find to, it. We need to find what the hell yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, like, this, the scene where they all come across, upon it at the same time was very good. Yeah. And it all made sense as to why all the characters, um, you know, convened at this one point. Um, intersected at this one point made made a lot of sense, so that was that was good, at least. Um, yeah, I <laughs> okay. Well, maybe I'll just I'll just go through my criteria just to start. Okay. Um, because yeah, I did like overall. I did enjoy it. Mm. It was a good movie. Probably better than Inkart actually, um, <laughs> which is funny. Um, but yeah, I said. Um, yeah, that I wanted, yeah, my strong female character. And I suppose Grace, Bryce Dallas Howard's character represented that yeah. a bit. Um, I really love her kinship she felt with the, the woods and the yeah. forest. It was really sweet. Although you don't really spend much time with her being a ranger in, yeah. in the woods. So mm, that's, but, but apart from that, like it doesn't really, it doesn't ruin the movie. Yeah. It doesn't affect it too much. But she, she was very good. I liked it. And I love those moments in movies where... Um, something shocking happens and you just revert to your like childhood, childhood self. And as soon as she saw the dragon, she was clinging onto her dad. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, and she just was like, dad, like, you know, like yeah. she's 10 years old again. Yeah. Like I that kind of shit. I really enjoy, enjoy just cause it's just speaks so much to our base instincts. Mm. I think, um, there wasn't any cringe. I didn't cringe no. at anything. So that was great. Nah, no animal deaths, but yeah, I mean, man, this. I as soon as okay, gotta I gotta admit straight up. All right. As soon as the first, the first like the first time you see it's you know six years later, and you're catching up with uh, Pete and Elliot in the woods and they're running around and flying around and stuff. I started crying then. <laughs> this is like yeah. 10 minutes into the movie, yeah. but it was like happy tears. Yeah. Cause it was just so nice and adventurous. And the score was epic, really reinforced these, 
the, the you know the feelings and and uh, yeah, yeah I, got, I got hit by those emotions too. Yeah, because it was just so nice. So yeah. like this this tragedy happened to him. He probably really didn't understand it because I mean he you could see little five year old Pete was upset that his parents died, um, but you know, like he wasn't you know you know kids don't fully understand what that means when mm. they're that young. So, but so the fact that he went through that, survived that, and then has this dragon take him in and raise him essentially and then you see the two of them living their life together having fun and it's adventurous and it just inspired something in me that yeah. just made me feel oh god wouldn't that be amazing to live like definitely that? like i would totally give her everything up if i could go live with a dragon in the woods <laughs> like how cool yeah the freedom of it you know the ability to just have fun have a good time and, you know, that was his family. and that's Wander aimlessly. Yeah. Yeah. It was, so it was just beautiful. And I just, yeah, I started welling up. I even said to myself, I'm like, fuck, I'm already crying. Why? <laughs> Why am I already crying? Uh, oh, God, this movie's going to get me, isn't it? So, uh, yeah. So, but then the, that leads into the fact that I, I, my immediate thought after I started crying, I'm like, oh, God, if anything happens to Elliot, I am... I'm going to cry even more. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, things happen to him. Yeah, they do. But nothing, I mean, nothing too, too, too uh, life-threatening or dangerous. No, or anything. no, You no. know, just when they capture him, it's a bit confronting mm. to watch. But um, yeah, but it's, you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's good. So there was no animal deaths. No. Um, just the tranquilization, that's all. Just the tranquilization. <laughs> um, there were, wasn't, however, a Spoonworthy hero, which... Um, Look, I tried. <laughs> I well, tried with Carlo, well, but, but here's, you know. the th- here's the thing. Well, he wasn't heroic in this. No. Although, although I do, I do love that scene at the end when um, they're on the bridge and and Elliot has just had enough and he's he's launching his flames, you know, breathing fire at them um, yeah. to try to get them to stop. Even though it's it's Grace and it was Jack was the name of. Uh, uh, Wes Bentley's character. I need to, I need to double check. I'm pretty sure it's Jack. Yeah, I think it's Jack. Yeah, um, yeah, Jack. And it was Jack and Grace in the car, mm. <clears throat> and they're gonna die. Um, and and then obviously Pete makes uh, Elliot realize what he's doing is wrong and stops. And and then um, uh, Gavin Carl Urban's character races to the rescue to help them. Puts aside whatever differences they had because they all disagreed about what should be done with. Elliot the mm. dragon and and uh, he's just like I'm gonna help you. So I I like the fact that while his motivations were were poor, uh, poorly written, he was a good character in the fact that he was, you know, he had he had kind of layers to him in that way. Like he kind of redeemed himself at the end. He redeems himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like underneath his kind of douchebaggery he's actually a good guy yeah yeah uh, and a good brother too uh, so i really really like that although that moment when when the bridge gives way and they all fell like i knew the dragon would be all right but like there is no way he caught them <laughs> like you can't see anything past that bridge there's just clouds everywhere. oh, oh yeah i i was crying yeah yeah i was crying <clears throat> and then uh and then good <laughs> they, they both got and they both course. were saved and you know what? I was I was happy to accept if that was how the movie was going to go because, you know, uh, Pete lost his parents at the start and so it would be a kind of, you know, nice kind of um, rounding. Of, I could, there's a phrase I'm searching for and I can't find it. 
but you know, a nice reflection on the the front end front end of the story. If um, you know, if Natalie's parents, in effect, even though Grace is not really her mum, mum in law to be stepmom, um, yeah. If they'd have died, then that would have kind of mirrored that yeah. a, a bit. But then it didn't happen. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. Because, yeah, I think the ending we got was much better than that. Um, the ending made me cry, though, just on that. I was bawling the whole time. Like, oh, my God, it's happy ending all around for everyone. Freaking <clears throat> when Pete and Elliot were saying goodbye to each other, yeah. I was crying. Oh, man. That I... was really nice. <laughs> I could not hold back. No, I couldn't. No. I couldn't either. I tried and I couldn't. Um, yeah, and they were saying goodbye and that was really sad. and and But really nice that Elliot realises, even though he can't speak, but you just... You can understand their... Just the, just the <clears throat> way that he communicates with his body. Yeah, it's and body his language. Facial, his facial expressions. Yeah, they yeah. made him very expressive, yeah. which was really nice. Um, but yeah, so he realised that yeah, uh, Pete needed to be with his own people. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and thereby, uh, Elliot got to go be with his own people. And so when you see... After you see, like, you know, Pete go to Grace and she's so thrilled and they're thrilled... To have him, clearly they're going to adopt him. They don't really say it in the, yeah. at the end of the movie, but you can tell it's going to happen. And then, and then they drive up north, and then they see that Pete's found his family again. I'm like, oh god, Yay! buckets of tears. <laughs> it's so nice. This movie was so much about family. Yeah, definitely. Um, prob- yeah, more so than Inkheart was, and uh, yeah, it was just really, really well done. Um, is that all my criteria? But yeah, there was no swim worthy hero. Look, Carl Edman is is fine. <laughs> he wasn't a hero, but though. he wasn't a hero. Um, I tried. You tried, <laughs> but and I still managed to convince you to watch it. You so. did, you did. But Wes Bentley and Wes Bentley is also fine. But um, but yeah, he he his character didn't really have anything to do in this movie. Nah. He was just there. Yeah, he was just there. I can't even say anything more than that. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of wasted. Like, his mm. role was a nothing role. Yeah. In, in my opinion. But then again, the movie was more about the relationship between Pete and Elliot. Um, Freaking, uh, was it o- Oaks Fegley? Yeah. Yeah, you are right. He did such a good job. Like, holy shit. This kid yeah. can act. And the way he conve- conveyed his pain of being separated from Elliot... When he's like, he escapes from the hospital and he runs through the streets, he's, and then he, and then when they catch him, and he starts howling. Yeah. Oh my, oh my god. My heart was breaking when that happened. Yeah, and you know what? Like at the end, because when you, before you real you, you you find out that the they're gonna he's gonna come back to the humans anyway. You're I think you're part of these okay that he's you think he he's gonna stay with Elliot for a bit because yeah. it does seem like his true home really you know and that was really sweet um yeah it was wonderful and yeah he did such a great job performing all of that and the fact that he was he would have been performing against a cgi you know probably a lemon on a stick you know (laughs) yeah it's just incredible yeah very talented young man so i'm gonna watch his career with great interest oh definitely as he grows up yeah uh, yeah, everyone. Uh, the entire cast was great. Even Una Lawrence as Natalie, I really liked as well. She was very good. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a great movie. I really enjoyed it quite a bit, and I'm so glad I, I decided to watch it because I yeah I almost didn't. <laughs> almost didn't. I'm so glad you watched it. Yeah. Did you like the 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 moments with with Elliot 
how he's like his little behaviors and all that sort of stuff. Yes, when he was chasing his tail, <laughs> that was cute. That was very cute. Yeah, yeah and Pete's just watching him. His curiosity also that comes through when he sees these other people. Yeah, yeah. When he yeah, because after the the first encounter that um he has with Gavin and Gavin's mates when they're hunting him. Um, and he follows them back into town and then, you know, he just looks at humans and stuff and then he ends up finding Pete. Yeah. That doesn't know. This movie is just full of heartbreaking moments, people, because this, that scene where he's outside and he see, and, and Jack is reading the Elliot gets lost book and, and, and fucking Elliot's watching. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I'm going to cry now. Like. Beautiful filmmaking. Yeah. This movie's very underrated. I'm going to start. Definitely. I'm going to start recommending it to people at work, I reckon. Yeah. I really liked it. Like, it could have been better in parts for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it's not amazing, amazing. Yeah. But they nailed the feels. Oh, yeah. All the feels. All of the feels. (laughs) All the feels. And it's beautiful, like, feel good feels, you know, heartwarming feels. Um, Now I want to go and see if I can find the little, the dragon pop that that was released at the time. Oh, they did a pop. They've, they've done pop vinyls of Peach Dragon where oh. you get him um, just as a regular pop. Yeah. You get him flocked. And there's oh. also an invisible version of him too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, the invisibility thing was cool. Like, well, not really invisibility, but camouflage. Well, camouflage. You yeah. can blend in to the point where he's invisible. Yeah. Um, and I, I knew that's what he, they were going to do at the end with the truck. With the truck. And, it's like he can't move. Because I'm like, that. he can't move. And I, and, I, and I did think it was very convenient that this barn or this warehouse thing that they put him in would have this, you know, dragon-sized hole that he could fly out of. Like, <laughs> are you guys stupid? Um, but Sadly, then, he didn't have the strength. But then he didn't have the strength to fly anyway, so it was fine. And he and I'm like, I bet he's used his, uh, his little trick to make them think <laughs> he's, he's gone. Up. And then they, and they the did that, is, and I was like, The thing is, yes. though, you don't, you'd think that you would see this dragon fly out of the barn. Oh, you would. <laughs> but, unless, but you know, I was thinking, okay, if he's going to fly out, then he's going to be invisible when he does. Well, that too. That's the other thing, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then I was like, no, no, no he's still going to be on the truck. Yeah, for and, sure. And I love when um, Robert Redford's character, Meacham, was like, oh, I thought I put that in reverse. <laughs> so she drove <laughs> through the barn instead <laughs> of reversing it out. I thought that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what else I can say. But um, the music was also very good. Yeah. Too. Like, I like I, the music. Yeah. Yeah, really good score. Beautiful kind of folky songs. Like, really nice. and Not not cheesy at all. No, no. Really, really nice stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd highly recommend people watch Pete's Dragon. Yes, definitely go check it out. Yeah. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Thank you for picking it, Fulia. Yay. We were both successful. So, Woo-hoo! You're, you're still beating me. Um, by one. <laughs> It's three, three to two. Three to two now. <laughs> three to two now. So uh, next time we do this, so I've got to, got to up my game. How are you going to up your game if you're interested in watching the film? And, well, oh yeah, I have the power, don't I? <laughs> I have the power to sa- I have the power to sabotage. No, 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 no. I'm playing this fairly, fairly. So I've got to up my game and make sure that you 
Yeah, don't up yours, I suppose. <laughs> or just just hope or that just you hope don't. that I pick a movie that you really don't have an interest in watching. Yes. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. For the most part, is this is just fun. Yeah. In yeah. general. It's fun. It's fun. We're having a fun time. <laughs> exactly. Great. All right. Well, uh, speaking of fun, I hope you guys had fun listening to us yeah. uh, do this episode. That was good. <laughs> Um, I have no idea what genre we'll do next, but I'm sure we'll figure it out. Yes, we will probably figure it out. Uh, yes. Who within the month? Within yes, within by the time we next have to do this. Mm. Um, yeah, cool. All right. Um, how do we end the show? <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen in the next month? Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> Looking ahead. Looking ahead towards the month. Yes. So it's we're heading into April now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's see. I've got a few things coming up. Uh, Comedy Festival in Melbourne's on at the moment. It is. Which is very cool, uh, considering it was cancelled last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hitting up uh, the CBD with a few friends on the weekend. Nice. Because um, we have bought tickets to a comedy pub crawl. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to be going around to different pubs that are hosting comedians for the festival. Nice. And seeing heaps of different, uh, heaps of different acts. Ah, so I'm okay. very excited. It's my first time seeing stand-up in uh, at least a couple of years as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you know <clears throat> who some of the headliners are? I have no idea, and I'm not going to look into it. I want it to be a surprise. Nice. Um, so hoping for some familiar names, mm-hmm. hoping for some new names that I hope. I will enjoy. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll find out. But yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, what else am I doing? I've got a, a trip to Bendigo, or well, two trips to Bendigo coming up for Easter. I'll be heading up, heading yeah. up to see see the fam, see mum and dad, and my brothers coming along. That'll be good. And then uh, yeah, and then heading up a couple of weeks after that for uh, a girls' night with my Bendigo girlfriends who still live up there um so that'll be fun go out for dinner and have some drinks nice stay the night um so i don't have to drive home (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i feel like there's other stuff i mean uh at the end of the month the oscars are happening ah yes so very much looking forward to that taking the day off work for that <laughs> your annual leave for the oscars so yes 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 is now becoming tradition uh christina and i will be uh having a party for the oscars and nice. we're gonna go to the nines this year and dress up and 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 just yeah ha- try and make the most of it and it's i feel like it's going to be an interesting ceremony because they're doing it in different locations across los angeles and uh they're going to actually have people try and ha- tr- they're going to have people in there like it's going to be all COVID safe ah, and everything, see. so they probably will be wearing masks, yeah, uh, distancing appropriately. Um, but they will, yeah, it's not going to be a Zoom thing like no. like the Globes and the Emmys were. Yeah. Like I'm sure if I'm sure if certain nominees choose to stay at home, they're that's, that's, that's their obligation. They're well within their right to. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it'll be cool to see people getting dressed up and and uh, yeah and doing that and hopefully. Uh, some good award winners. Nice. Yes. Can't wait to find out yes. who the winners are. I know. Be. I know. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. <laughs> um, Folia, what's up for your April? What's coming up? Uh, so yeah, uh, Easter coming up uh, this particular week. Um, first week end of April is yes Easter for us. Yes, or for everyone. For- Easter. <laughs> Easter for everybody. Well, unless you don't celebrate. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, technically, my family doesn't celebrate Easter. Yeah. But 
I will still be heading over to Alex's uh, family's home uh, to celebrate Easter with them. Oh, great. And uh, they've decided to do it on Good Friday because that's when most of their family members can convene at one place. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, with um, other things that might be happening, scheduling and all that sort of stuff didn't really match up for actual Easter Sunday. So they're going to do it on, uh, on Good Friday, which is still good. Mm. Um, in terms of the fact that I don't have to worry about going to work because we're closed. Everywhere's closed on Good Friday. Yes. Uh, so I can go and enjoy the absolute awesomeness that is their lunch. Oh, nice. I think they usually have a barbecue. So let's see. (laughs) Look, I love going to their family events. There's always a smorgasbord full of food and I always come home and have a food coma. So (laughs) nice. It's always fun. Um, and then, you know, because it's Easter, all the chocolate as well. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. Um, other than that, mainly just going to continue on with the, the streaming and, you know, the video content and all that sort of stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also going to be in New South Wales for about a week. Yeah. Mid-April. Yeah. Um, going on a little bit of a, you know, R&R for myself. Uh, I feel that I need it. Um, yes, yes. It's just been, you know, I've been working since lockdowns have sort of been lifted uh, in November. And I just, and not to mention the whole being in lockdown situation was also something that has sort of hit me pretty hard. Um, I was supposed to do this particular trip last year. You were. Um, and it was supposed to be to Bali. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, we can't do that now. No. Um, so, because our borders are closed. So, it is now within Australia. So, I will be in New South Wales doing my little yoga retreat. You nice. Yeah. Little yoga program that I'll be doing just to sort of regain focus on myself. Yes. Self-care, mental health, all that sort of stuff. So, Good. Important. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, one week of that and I'll be nice and rejuvenated and a new person. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Yes, 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 it'll be good. You'll come back nice and rested and ready to, to you know, have a new outlook on uh, on things. Exactly. I, I hope. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just sort of looking forward to do that um, when it comes around. And then, yeah, I think that's pretty much what my month is looking like at the moment. Cool. Um, ahead. If anything pops up, you will find out. Yes. In the next episode. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, you know, we'll be we'll be back here in a month with our recaps of the month. Yes, so, exactly. So yeah. stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, that's, that's a wrap, wrap on, on this monthly. monthly. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Follow us on our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And for Fred the Alien merchandise, you can go to our website, fredthealienproductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble where you can get apparel, wall art, home decor, bags, and stationery with our own unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team. Unibums, Incompetent Gamers, our live stage shows, and more. That was a full year. That was a Kindle. And you you just experienced the monthly at Winifred's. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thank you. Hope you all enjoyed that. Yes, likewise. And stay safe and have a great April. Yes, and enjoy your Easter. Yes. All the chocolate. All of. All of the chocolate. (laughs) If you are allowed to eat chocolate, just eat it all. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Have fun. Have a safe holiday. Yes. 
Please. And we'll see you in the next episode. Yes. <laughs> bye, everyone. Bye-bye now. Bye.